You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. I'm Glenn Shepherd, and welcome to Around the Arena's Le Tap Special. Welcome to Around the Arena's Kiama Community Radio sports program, where you can regularly hear what's happening in sport across the region. This coming weekend, La Tap will take place in our community. La Tap Australia is an official Tour de France event, open to riders of all abilities, taking in Kiama, the Southern Highlands and the Shoalhaven. Kiama will provide the start and finish line for the ride with the event village in Coronation Park next to Surf Beach. Cyclists will set off on Saturday the 20th of March from Coronation Park, racing 136 kilometres south through Gerringong, Jeroa and Seven Mile Beach, before turning west through Berry, Kangaroo Valley and up to the Southern Highlands. They will then race back down Jamboree Mountain through Jamboree Valley and up Saddleback Mountain before finishing once more at Coronation Park. There is also a shorter 80km ride for those wanting to enjoy a more social Tour de France experience with family and friends, which finishes near Berry. Mayor Mark Honey has asked the local community to provide a ward welcome to the riders organisers and spectators. This is one of the biggest events our community has hosted in recent years, given the number of riders, the logistics involved and the accompanying media coverage, Councillor Honey said. Having the riders not only tour our beautiful region, but set up camp in Kiama itself, is a wonderful opportunity to show off everything that makes us special. Latap Australia, Florent Malesio, said having the event hosted on the south coast was an exciting new chapter for the event after a number of years in the snowy mountains. Our riders will be faced with a totally different set of challenges on this new route as well as enjoy some of the most spectacular scenery Australia has to offer, Mr Maladieu said. With that in mind, I decided to try and understand more about Latap by seeing it through the eyes of a competitor and also a local business operator. So I spoke to Peter Parkinson, a.k.a. Parko, for his thoughts on the ride and local business owner, Taylor Hudson, to get their perspective on the event. Firstly, here's what Peter had to say. So I'm here this morning with Peter Parkinson. Peter's actually entered La Tup, the bike ride that's coming to Kaima, and it's on this coming weekend and been doing some training. I know he has. So Peter, tell me all about what you're going to do there, mate. Hello, Glenn. Um, yes, La Tap. Well, it's been a, uh, a, a journey already. A good friend of mine, we decided months and months ago to, dis- to do this La Tap, so the long ride, and we started off chipping away, so we started doing 50Ks, and each week we increased it by 10Ks, where we got up to, oh, we were riding from here to Helensburg, and then we started doing specifically the, the, the hills in the, the course, just to get used to them, which... There's three very hard climbs in the in the uh, race. Yeah, I've been I've been around the course. Believe it or not, now he's sitting opposite me and he's looking at me as if I'm I'm telling him lies here. But in fact, I've been over the course in a car, and I tell you what, even in a car, it looks tough to me. So you leave here, you start here in the main street of Kiama, and then you head to Berry via via Jeringong. How are you feeling in that part of the ride? You're all enthusiastic to start. Talk me through that section. Well, I will be. Being a born and bred Kaima local, I'm expecting a few people down there, I know. So, um, yeah, we'll all take off. Yeah, we'll be pumped going out. We head down around the bends, down through Jeringong, then out through Jeroa. That 
bit there was one of, believe it or not, was one of the tough parts of the training was riding from Taroa to the, the turn-off there at Shalaven Heads. There's, it's quite a tough gravel road there with a lot of vibration. The first bit there, yeah. So, so it's not hilly, it's just you're bouncing around. Then, then you turn off down there around Coolangatta, head over to Berry. We're still on some relatively flat stuff. And then, uh, and then what happens then? Well, we get into Berry, and, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to stop there and uh, have a coffee and a chat, as you do when you go to Berry, but you've got to keep going. And uh, then we head on our first climb, and that is the Berry Mountain. It's quite a steep grade. You've got to keep pedalling. A couple of hairpins there that are very steep, if you're uh, familiar with the Berry Mountain. Yeah, she's a good climb to the top of Berry Mountain. As I said to you, I'm, I'm familiar. I've driven it in the car. So there's out through Kangaroo, Kangaroo Valley, and then you've got to get your way all the way up to Robertson. By golly, that's a hard, a hard hill. Well, I'll take a step back a bit there, Glenn. Yep. The top of Berry Mountain, one of the other things I found was very difficult was when we got to the peak of Berry Mountain going down into Kangaroo Valley. Yeah, as you can see, I'm only a short guy, and some of those potholes going down into Kangaroo Valley, I nearly got lost in them. Really? And um, it was quite a rough ride down into Kangaroo Valley. So do you reckon there's going to be any road works done before you before you take the ride on? I mean, it, this is a, a world-class event. I'm assuming you're going to get decent decent pavement to ride on. It will, Glenn. Uh, the difference being that the roads will be closed. So when you do ride down... Uh, and as my good mate Graham and I discussed uh, at coffee a couple of our breaks, that you could get a better line. Again, as I spoke to you about that road along the back of Jaroa, it was the same. We, we had a look at that, and closer to the centre of the road was a lot smoother. But getting back to that Berry Mountain descent down into Kangaroo Valley, you could also find a better line there. So now you're in Kangaroo Valley, beautiful part of the world. So then you've got to climb up, up a steep hill... Fairly steep, I would have thought, up to up to Robertson. Yeah, Barangari Mountain. It's um, it's quite steep too. It winds around. It's a longer climb. They're all all three of them are very tough and they're all different. So it's quite a unique ride. And yeah, it's been a lot of training getting that. Used those legs, used to riding up. But uh, I'll just say a couple of things on the training. There's nothing worse than like we were doing repeats on Berry Mountain one day, and I said, oh, I feel really good. I'm going up there, and then. Two girls go flying past and just wave and say, hi. <laughs> right. But you said repeats. You're yes. joking, aren't you? You, haven't, you, don't, you? you go up and down and up and down. Well, we, we broke it up a bit. I think variety is a spice of life, Glenn. And so when it's such a long ride, we, we broke it down into sections. So we did, we went and did, like I said before, there's specifics where we do, we do those different mountains and, and uh, just to test them out and, um, and, and get a hold on them like that. Yeah. Okay, now we're up at we're up at Robertson. For me, this would be an easy part. Now you're all downhill back to Kiama, eh? But then they threw another mountain at you. Well, yeah, you get up in the highlands, and um, it's quite a nice long ride. It's actually there's a lot of caves up there where we loop around and come back through Robbo, and uh, down the famous Jamboree Mountain, and um, yeah, you're spot on, and you think you're home, and then you've got the killer, Fountaindale Road. Fountaindale Road. I've heard people talk about it as the hardest climb of all. Is that right or not? Well, I'll give you some more training. We took, I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm not speaking for Graham here, I think it was three attempts when we first decided to do La Tap. We had three attempts and couldn't get up there. My mate, 
I'm going to plug here for Des down at Kaima Cycles. He took his bike straight into Des and said, Des, I need a, a rebuild and got all his gears changed so he could actually get up there. So if that gives you some indication of how tough Fountaindale is, for a ha- couple of hackers like us, yeah, it's pretty tough. And you've already done probably 100, or oh, you have to be 100k by now. Oh, that's right. well over 100, Glenn. Yeah. Like, uh, you'd be probably looking up to 115 to, before you hit that. And so that, if you're familiar with Fountaindale, you go... I'm going to just hit you straight away. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. But when you get to the top of there, then it must be easy. Back down into Kiama for a coffee. Oh, that's beautiful. There's nothing better than that view from Saddleback. Um, thank you, Latap, that they, we didn't turn right at the intersection there uh, and have to go up to the lookout. We actually turned left and quite a fast descent down into the beautiful Kiama, yeah. I've heard some guys having some big, big crashes coming downhill fast, so... You need to be a bit careful coming down there as well. Eh? Yeah, yeah, well, we, um, I'm very cautious. I've, uh, I'm a bit of a brake rider coming down descents, but, uh, yeah, I've heard and seen some of the rides. I saw last time they had a big ride here, the Commonwealth Bank Classic. Uh, guys were well over 100 mile an hour going down there. Sorry, kilometres an hour. Really? Yes. 60 mile an hour in the old, in the old spook? Yes, yeah. By golly. So that's quick on a push bike, yeah. Absolutely. Too quick for me. Yeah. But anyway, so, so you've now, you've got back to Kiama. What do you do now? Well. We've got plenty of coffee shops here. You yes. guys drink a lot of coffee, you yes. bike riders. Yes, Kiama uh, community will be uh, rejoicing there. They, uh, they're going to welcome everyone with open arms. There's a lot of, a lot of businesses that will uh, do really well, and that's great for the community. So we're ex- we'll... Initially, they were expecting 6,000 riders, so let's hope we get around that. And, uh, and yeah, when we get back to Kiama, to answer your question, yeah, we'll be uh, having a debrief. And, uh, yeah, it might not be coffee shops. We might be uh, going to, uh, rehydrating another way, Glenn. Okay. Now, 6,000 bikes. I can't picture it. I cannot picture 6,000 bikes. It's going to be an incredible sight in itself. So there's two rides. You've done the long one, but there's also a shorter one, an 80K ride down and finishes at Berry, but... I know Barry's only 30k away, so there must be some loops thrown in there as well. Yeah, the 80k one, Glenn, is a little bit different. So when we when we uh, climb Berry Mountain, we don't actually get right to the peak. We turn off and go down into Camberwara, the tourist road, and then that picks up through the roundabout at Bombardary and then uh, hooks up with Bolong Road, and then that hooks back into Berry that way. So yeah, that starts in Kaima, the 80, and finishes in Berry. And- so Berry will get be very welcome there too and how do you know from Barry don't tell me your ride no well we were discussing this the other day matter of fact the rail from Barry to Kiama is really good and the the old trains are actually more more bike friendly they actually have a little compartment for your bikes not like the new the new train so because uh south of Kiama it's not electric so it's a diesel and uh those old trains are, are very bike friendly yes okay so. well we might see you back here on the train then, or whoever goes on that one. I know you're on the, on the long one. But anyway, listen, thanks for sitting with me today and having a chat through this. It's a great thing for our community to have something this large, as I said earlier, an international uh, event. And uh, 6,000 people, I don't know where, they, where they're all going to fit into the community. But anyway, good luck. Hope you have a great day. Hope you have a safe ride. And, uh, and thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Glenn. Kiama Community Radio. For the community, by the community. Here's a good one for 6,000 bike riders on the mountain roads of Kiama. It's called The Road Less Travelled by the Water Runners from their album Heading South. (laughs) 
Touching down a new airport Taxi ride might leave me short Will this city be the place for me? It may be the road less traveled That's the road I'm on Will my journey ever have an end? Well, I've climbed the highest mountains Search for the answers in the stars Meditated and long into the night But I still couldn't seem to get it right So I'm touching down a new airport Taxi ride might leave me short Will this city be the place for me? It may be the road less traveled That's the road I'm on Will my journey ever have an end? Fast approaching, prospect of having 6,000 bicycle riders converging on our community. I thought I'd have a chat with a local business operator to get a sense of what um, preparations go into catering for such an event of that size. Today I'm talking with Taylor Hudson who owns and operates the Hungry Monkey Cafe in Kiama and also in Berry, with his business partner Jack Alexander. Firstly, welcome to uh, Kiama Community Radio, Taylor. Thanks Glenn, thanks for having me. Do you look forward to these uh, these huge events, Taylor? I mean, uh, the, the Sevens, the Tarp. How, how do you guys prepare for these sort of events? Yeah, look, we definitely we definitely do get pretty pumped. Um, obviously, an influx of customers in the area at any time is also not just benefit us, but other local businesses as well. When we have these sorts of events happening, we try and plan in, in advance with knowing what dates they are and obviously staffing accordingly and stock-wise, so... We've been around for, for a little bit now, so we're sort of understanding of our busy periods and we've got systems in place where we can definitely manage higher stress periods, so looking forward to it. So you operate two cafes on the cycle route, so you've got to be pretty lucky to, to have that <laughs> on the day. I mean, one here in Kiama and, and one in Berry, and they're both on the finish line. Yeah, so it'll be, yeah, definitely it's great for Kiama, 100%. The start line is just a couple hundred metres away, which is awesome. So hopefully we can get some people before or after enduring. Barry will be a bit of an interesting one because I noticed today when I went down there to, to um, visit the shop that it says that the road, which is the 
Prince Alfred Street, which is the road where we're actually on, it's uh, closed between 5am and 12pm. So it'll be interesting to see what sort of people we get down there during that period. But I definitely hope there's a lot of people watching the race, maybe from that area, hopefully at our cafe. So hopefully, yeah, we can pull a few people down there as well. Well, I think they're also uh, advising people to get trains. So trains into Kiama and also trains down to Berry. I don't know how 3,000 bike riders are going to get <laughs> back from Berry, but that, that'll be an interesting exercise. But I'm sure on the day that you'll, you'll have people around down there. So now what sort of strategies do you apply? Do you more staff or what longer hours? Yeah, I mean, we have sort of a maximum limit we can do for seating and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I guess we'll try and gauge when the busy periods will be probably going to open a bit earlier on the Saturday when the race starts. I'm sure the top athletes that will be riding first probably won't be getting a coffee, but their partners, friends, family who are watching them off, I think might maybe come and get a coffee in that period. But yeah, just staffing is probably the major thing. Obviously with the COVID restrictions at the moment, we might just need to work a bit on how we're going to plan to keep numbers at a good rate. Well, I see on uh, sometimes on social media, not that I'm a social media person per se, it's hard to get a, a seat in one of your restaurants. <laughs> yeah, I guess so that sometimes over those busy periods, yeah, we do we do get a, a bit of a wait list happening, which is I guess is a good thing, but for customers as well, it's not always the best thing having to sit around and wait around. Sometimes we can get up to about half an hour, 45 minutes on a really busy day, but we've got systems in place where we have a host that greets customers and chats with them and I guess gives them pretty live feedback with when their table is upcoming or if they want to go for a stroll and come back in 20 minutes and we'll have their table almost about ready so it's a thing but we've got to just manage it keep customers as happy as possible well you're certainly doing a good job of it i really really do wish you all the best it is an incredible story for our community two local young fellas get out there and have a go and uh, and certainly you're a leading light as a business in town you can never get in there you can but <laughs> you struggle to get in there because you're that popular which is a fantastic thing in my book but anyway uh I do hope you have a great weekend coming up when uh, when Latap's on, and uh, and really thanks very much for talking to me today on Kaima Community Radio. No worries, Glenn. I appreciate you organising the time for me to chat with you. And for more of that interview with Taylor Hudson about the success of the Hungry Monkey, be sure to look out for our Kaima Business Special on next Wednesday. Meanwhile, here's a track from the Vans. It's called Thieves from their album Through the Walls. You were sitting there. Much like a senior in a lounge chair I want a comfort but you didn't care You were too busy doing nothing at all It isn't fair When I need you, you just disappear It's like I'm relying on a silhouette But somehow I always cast yourself on my bedroom wall If you have it all, and they have it all Then I want it
As I've said on many occasions now, La Tap is here this week. Friday you can meet the riders at the event village at Coronation Park and on Saturday cheer the riders as they set out. Please give Parco a special cheer and ensure you check the details around parking and road closures. Enjoy the spectacle. That's all I have time for this week, but if you want your sport to be part of the program, contact me at KC Radio Content at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Shepherd, and I hope to see you around one of our sporting arenas. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kaima Community Radio.